Welcome to the premiere episode of the podcast, The History of Hollywood with Mark Wanamaker. Mark is recognized around the world as one of the leading historians of Los Angeles, Hollywood, and the motion picture and television industries. Mark has been a foremost authority in the areas of film production, exhibition, and research for several decades. He's been the featured expert on numerous television shows and documentaries, and is the author of several best-selling books. Mark has served as a technical advisor and consultant on numerous major motion pictures, including Chaplin with Robert Downey Jr., My Favorite Year with Peter O'Toole, L.A. Confidential with Russell Crowe, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood with Brad Pitt and Leonardo DiCaprio, as well as television shows such as NCIS Los Angeles and many, many more. Here's Mark. The beginnings of the film industry in the Los Angeles area were started by small independent film companies, mostly coming from the East Coast, looking for sunny days for easy filming, cheap land for studio space, and cheap labor and actors to work on their films. I am Mark Wanamaker, and this is the History of Hollywood. Many of these companies had little funds to operate with, but somehow managed to produce films that supplemented the markets of the larger company's product shown in theaters around the world. In the early days, there were mostly small Nickelodeon theaters showing films that were mostly supplied by large companies in the East Coast, such as Edison, Vitagraph, Biograph, Selig, SNA, Lubin, and others. But by 1910, it was a boom in theater going that independent film-producing companies were beginning to make their own films and not renting films for their theaters from these major companies. The reason these companies started to come west is because they were escaping Thomas Edison's monopoly. He joined up all these larger companies into one company to kind of monopolize the whole industry. And these small independent companies decided to come west to escape from the patents of Thomas Edison. Remember, he had patents on cameras and raw film stock. And the filming of the real west and the sun in the west coast was really inviting. And that's the beginnings of the film industry in Hollywood. Previously in 1906, the first film company to come to Los Angeles was the Selig Polyscope Company of Chicago, headed by William Selig. They first filmed scenes for the Monte Cristo film they were doing on the California coast in 1907 and returned in 1908 for further location filming and set up a rooftop studio in downtown Los Angeles in a Chinese laundry drying yard on Olive Street between 7th and 8th. By 1910, they had constructed the first permanent studio in Los Angeles in Edendale, in the style of the San Gabriel Mission, north of downtown Los Angeles. Around the same time, the Bison Film Company of New York moved down the block on Glendale Boulevard in 1909 and began to make Western films with authentic American Indian stars, Princess Redwing and James Youngdeer. In 1912, the Bison Company's parent company, the New York Motion Picture Company, sent their comedy unit, Keystone, headed by Max Sennett, to take over the old Bison lot and rebuild it into a larger and more modern facility. The Bison Company was then sent to Pacific Palisades on the beach, which is now Pacific Coast Highway, to make authentic Western films with the wintering Miller Brothers' 101 Wild West show at a studio later headed by producer Thomas Ince and named Inceville. Today's Sunset Boulevard and Pacific Coast Highway, locals will know Gladstones for Fish restaurant is on the site of one of the western town sets. 
Back in Edendale, the Keystone Company later became the Max Sennett Studio, with such stars as Mabel Norman and the world-famous Charlie Chaplin became great comedy stars. The Lasky Company's director general, Cecil B. DeMille, came from New York in late 1913 to produce the first feature film in Hollywood, The Squawman, starring Red Wing and stage star Dustin Farnham. The Lasky Company converted a horse barn at Selma and Vine Street for their studio headquarters, and by merging with Paramount Pictures in 1916, the studio property eventually encompassed two square city blocks at Vine Street, Sunset, Selma, and Argyle Street. And, of course, this is downtown Hollywood. And by 1926, they ran out of space and moved to a more spacious property on Melrose Avenue to the south, the present site of Paramount Studios today. Now, the old Lasky DeMille barn is now the Hollywood Heritage Museum on Highland Avenue across from the Hollywood Bowl, and programs on the history of Hollywood the Place and Hollywood the Film Industry are done there all the time. Now, in the beginning, most of these films made by these independent studios were comedies, serials, and Western films. Now, the term Poverty Row Studios was derived from the simple fact that many early film companies did not have much money to make their films and sometimes pre-sold them for funding. There were no Kickstarter programs to raise money, no deep pockets or banks to support their production needs. I had a friend named Joe Rock, perfect example, who was one of these independent producers, and he told me that he produced several Western films out of an office on Beechwood Drive in Hollywood with only a desk, a chair, a light, a file cabinet, and the most important item, a telephone. Joe was truly a Poverty Row producer. By 1911, the Nestor Film Company, headed by David and William Horsley of Bayonne, New Jersey, came to Hollywood and became the first studio in that area of Los Angeles, which were predominantly 19th century farms and ranches. The Horsley brothers took over a former tavern on the northwest corner of Gower Street and Sunset Boulevard and began making comedy and western films. That later became Columbia Square, the site of CBS Radio. Early shows were shot of television, with the first I Love Lucy pilot was shot there on that corner. It's a very historic spot in Hollywood. When the Nestor Studio came to Los Angeles, there were already around four film companies established in the area. With the coming of Universal Studios to Hollywood in 1912, and shortly thereafter absorbing the Nestor Studio and their property on both sides of Sunset Boulevard and Gower Street, the Horsley brothers, directors of Nestor, began to build their own studios on the southeast corner of Sunset and Gower, and later to Beechwood Drive a block east. This area is where we're taping this program right now. We are taping it right in, which later became the Columbia Studios, and to this day is now called Sunset Gower Studios at Gower and Sunset in central Hollywood. The Horsley brothers started to lease their studio and laboratory space at first to Universal, but after Universal moved completely to the San Fernando Valley, creating Universal City, they leased space to independent producers. They seemed to line up these studios on both Gower and Beechwood, and thus the name was coined Poverty Row. These are those companies that didn't have the funds and produced a film out of an empty office. 
some of the small independent companies coming to Beechwood and Sunset, known as Poverty Row, of course, now, included Warner Brothers, Columbia Pictures, and this is where Universal started. So Universal, when they moved to the Valley, they left some of their comedy units there, such as LKO, Century, and then Christie Brothers, who are with the Nestor Company, formed their own little studios. They were there as well. Alexander Brothers and the Western genre producers such as Amalgamated, Western, PRC, Monogram, and other independent companies were making Western films there. Now, other films relating to serials and dramas were made by Goodwill, Ben Wilson, Gold Medal, Pacific, and others. These are the tiny Poverty Row Studios, which, of course, were synonymous with the name Hollywood. Now, this Hollywood name became more of a conceptual term than a geographic one. So the name Poverty Row is associated with small independent companies that settled in Hollywood and were known as the bread and butter producers of comedies, dramas, serials, and other Hollywood news subjects. So as you can see now, we are getting into the area, the place Hollywood, as well as where all the studios were congregating. In an article I wrote for the Los Angeles Times in 1980, I titled my piece, Before Hollywood Was Hollywood. In 1910, the Biograph Company came to L.A., and opened a studio in a downtown Pacific Electric car yard at Pico and Georgia Streets and filmed on location around Southern California. Now, one of the films they produced was the famous California story, Ramona, a California story about a young rancho Spanish girl and a young American Indian boy, which was taboo. It was really the story of Romeo and Juliet. The star of this was Mary Pickford, and they shot it on the authentic California Rancho used in the original story Rancho Camulos near Fillmore, California. And Rancho Camulos is still there to this day and you can visit it. It is authentically California history. Now, all of these early companies coming to Los Angeles and Hollywood set up their studios for interior filming. That means they had to have a physical place, you know, a stage and dressing rooms. And then they shot most of their films on the varied locations all around Southern California, predominantly, for example, at Griffith Park. It was said when asked where to shoot a Western scene for a film, a Poverty Row producer, of course, he has no money, answered, a rock is a rock, a tree is a tree, shoot it in Griffith Park. Well, this was where they were filming everything. Why? Because Griffith Park was the real West. By 1915, there were about 30 film companies in the Los Angeles area. There was so much film activity that the moving picture world announced Los Angeles as, quote, Los Angeles Mecca of the motion picture. It was on the cover of the magazine. Now, the film companies could acquire former farms or ranches for their studio space, and their back lots spread out over a large area. So studios eventually, by 1915, were built in Santa Monica, Culver City, downtown Los Angeles, Edendale, San Fernando Valley, Long Beach, Glendale, and in, of course, the Hollywood area. Back at Gower and Sunset in Hollywood, where the first Hollywood studios were established, there were about 50 film production companies that came and went between 1911 and 1940. That's not a long time for so many companies. By 1936, Sunset and Gower Street was a gathering place for Hollywood cowboys waiting for jobs in B-Westerns that were once one of the dominant genres of money-making in Hollywood. 
1940, the area there was known as Gower Gulch, so named due to a shooting, a real shooting, among Hollywood actors on the corner. The origin of the name came from the cowboy saying, dry gulching, another by either ambushing a cowboy or shooting him in the back. That actually happened on the corner in which one cowboy shot another in the back, thus Gower Gulch. Beachwood Drive at Poverty Row, Gower Gulch, was used by Columbia so much between the 20s and the 60s that they acquired the entire street of Beachwood Drive in their back lot, where the Three Stooges and later the Monkees TV show stars used that whole street for filming, along with many feature films and other TV shows. By this time, Columbia Studios had taken over and absorbed these small studios into their studio lot between Gower Street, Beechwood Drive, and Gordon Street to the east, and Fountain Avenue to the south. In short, this amount of time, which is a short amount of time, between 1911 and the 1960s, the motion picture industry dominated this area. A new economy was brought to Hollywood, bringing with it service industries. Remember, it's not just actors and films being made, it's all the people that made them. The skilled personnel, the administrators, all operating film factories, along with the Hollywood colony, directors, producers, writers, actors. By the 1930s, there were so many people coming to Los Angeles to enter this industry that there were advertisements that asked people not to come to Hollywood unless they could afford to stay there, as there were not enough jobs to go around. By 1950, the entire film industry in Los Angeles was known worldwide as the Hollywood film industry, as MGM labeled some of their films as Made in Hollywood. Tourists were coming by the thousands to see the studios and the film stars. When television came onto the scene after World War II, there were many shows being produced along with feature and short films that thousands of people were working in the industry. So I would say the success of the Hollywood film industry could be derived from the arrival of the small Poverty Row film companies and creating a worldwide industry within only 50 years. I am Mark Wanamaker, and this is the History of Hollywood. <laughs>